The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Why is this so important? Why did you pick this story? Why does this matter? This This is the news. And why, 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 and why it matters. Hi, I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Welcome to the news and why it matters. Glenn, what was the top story? I haven't figured out if it actually does matter, but it is the double standard of Chris Cuomo and his stance on Antifa. Mm. Uh, I can definitely say mine does not matter at all. Uh, Omarosa's tapes. The, really, the only thing that's interesting is the way me, the media is treating them, which mm-hmm. is bizarre. And I feel like I should interject here and remind you guys that the name of the show is the news. I know. Well, that's why matters. I started with, I'm like, I was thinking, you know, that's the big story. But I'm not sure I can really, I'm not sure it does matter. <sighs> all right, Pat. I'm there, too, with, with Antifa and Chris Cuomo. Yeah. And what a buffoon. What an <laughs> absolute buffoon. Uh, President Trump owes Don Lemon an apology. Oh, boy. Mm. He does. Okay. Right. Absolutely loves an apology. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. okay, Glenn. So the, the Chris Cuomo, do we have, do we have any a, a piece of that at all? Yes, I um, believe that we do. Chris Cuomo last night comes on and, and all of a sudden starts talking about Antifa as if it was Mother Teresa <laughs> on the streets. <laughs> Listen. All punches are not equal morally. In the eyes of the law, Yes. But in the eyes of good and evil, here's the argument. If you're a punk who comes to start trouble in a mask and hurt people, you're not about any virtuous cause. You're just somebody who's going to be held to the standard of doing something wrong. But when someone comes to call out bigots and it gets hot, even physical, are they equally wrong as the bigot they are fighting? I argue no. Okay. Fighting against hate matters. Are people who go to war against an evil regime on the same moral ground as those they seek to stop from oppressing the weak. Okay, well, war is different Great than analogy. a mob. Right. I mean, he's, 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 he's comparing a country declaring war to a street lynching. Um, the problem with his whole theory here is, beside the hypocrisy of, oh, CNN sucks, they were chanting, CNN sucks, that could turn into violence, and oh my gosh, I'm so afraid... To Antifa actually attacking journalists and them dismissing it. So we're not even going to talk about that. What what he's doing here is, uh, or the problem with his analogy is that it it just depends on who's in charge, who gets to pick if this is an oppressive voice or not. Okay, Antifa, I think they're oppressive. Look at how they have tried to stop. Decent people from speaking out, okay? That's an oppressor. Nazis, that's an oppressor. So you have two oppressors uh, uh, fighting. Let them fight and kill each other. I don't really care. Um, Just not on our streets and not with our property. But I'm not standing between those two losers. But he has deemed, and the press has deemed... That because they're standing up against Donald Trump, because they're standing up against Nazis, because they're standing up against Ben Shapiro or whoever else, they're on the right side. And so I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to say bad things about them. They demand that we all answer for Nazis. We all all have to, you get on TV and they, will you denounce them? Of course they will. 
They're Nazis. Do I have to denounce them? I thought we did that in the 1930s and 40s. You don't have to be in one camp or the other out there. Yeah. There are other options. Right. But they're not saying that. They're not saying there are other options out there. And they're not saying, well, I have to be, to stand against the Nazis, I have to be for Antifa. They are excusing Antifa because it furthers their goals. Well, you better be really sure that you're on the winning side, Chris Cuomo, because God forbid somebody else grabs power. Maybe they deem your speech to be uh, uh, hateful. And maybe you're the one that's allowed to be stamped out by brown shirts or black shirts. In his stunning monologue, he painted them as if it's just a bunch of really good people that, yes, at times they've been violent and that's bad. But the rest of the time, man, they are just salt of the earth. Isn't this what they accused Donald Trump of doing exactly. last year? There's some really good people on that side. Well, if you know the rest of the story of Antifa, it's not just that they stand up to hatred and bigotry no. and this stuff. They're anti-capitalists. And when it comes to free speech, as you were mentioning, you go and look at their websites. They believe in free speech in that the government cannot limit your speech. But they believe they as a group or any individual can limit somebody else's free speech, not walk away and not listen. They have the right and power and authority to infringe your rights if they deem it offensive. This is, this is also a group that is chanting hundreds of people walking down the street, chanting no border, no wall, no USA at all. Uh, that's pretty anti-American. Well, in that's case pretty you, hateful. In case you missed that's that ugly. wonderful chant, they were also holding pre-printed signs overthrow the government. Uh, They're anarchists. Yeah. I also want to play really quickly. Uh, they were caught on tape stealing a man's American flag and clubbing him in the head. Oh, that's bad. That. Nobody cares. He is actually bleeding, too. He bleeds on the street. Well, you can hear the pop when it hits his head. Hey, look, nobody is there. Yet, yet Chris Cuomo says that they're fighting hate. They're fighting against hate. Antifa is they fighting against hate. hate. They yeah, are they hate. They are hate personified. They hate the country. They hate freedom. They hate free speech. They, they hate America. I, I mean, I, I don't know where you're getting this loving vibe out of Antifa, because it just doesn't exist. Because they, they justify it by saying they're out there fighting something bad. The 26 people who hey, showed up right. for a student So then what about Gavin McGinnis? Yeah, what right. about Gavin McGinnis? Yeah. Why didn't you give him the same benefit of the doubt? Because that's not who we are. That's not who we are. They have prioritized the fighting against hate above all else. This is the reason they promote no, no. things like no, no, that no. there's a Defining, limited... Defining... No. They have... They have prioritized first their defining yes. of hate. Yes. Then, then the endorsement the, of who can go fight it. Because that's the reason they start from a position of, of course we're for free speech, but I mean, not hate speech, you know. Mm -hmm. Because right. that is such a priority to them. Well, it was, it was uh, just a year ago that Trump came out and said the whole, the infamous now, I guess, uh, you know, there's good people on both sides thing. And I think that's what he's calling back to. Remember, just a year ago, it was the worst thing that a president had ever done to admit that there was somebody bad on the other side from the racists. 
And of course, you know, in the middle of the emotion of that moment, that was a really dumb thing for the president to say, in my opinion. However, like, it's clearly true that there are really bad people on both sides of this. Mm -hmm. Um, And there is a lot of violence coming from both sides of this, particularly uh, as of right now, the, the, the left side. Antifa is the one out there with with any numbers to do anything to anyone at this point. I mean, there's 24 people showed up at the stupid thing in Charlottesville. Uh, but this is part of Chris Cuomo's, you know, thing that he does. He's convinced he's a lawyer. Uh, he's convinced his insurmountable mental acuity will be able to make these amazing arguments all the time. And and when he gets himself into a dumb corner like this, he can't help but try to fight his way out and double and triple and quadruple down on it. So I would be very surprised if we not to hear him whining about this yet again tonight, about how right he is mm-hmm. to justify the moral violence of Antifa. It's amazing, though. There's pictures of Keith Ellison holding up the Antifa you know, manual, uh, you know, the left back in this day, back just a year ago, was really embracing this group. Uh, as predicted, Still it's are. it's swung out of control. I mean, they're not they're not outwardly endorsing it all quite well, as much. They're busy, probably because they're busy with Louis Farrakhan. <laughs> You're probably right. I mean, Cuomo's still doing it, though. He's still hanging on to that. And it's, it's a dumb move. I mean, this is obviously an out-of-control group that, by the way, the attacks were not on white supremacists this weekend. The attacks were on the media. The attacks were on yeah, NBC police. reporters. They were mm-hmm. on police officers. Mm-hmm. This is not a group that is is fighting hate, well, unless NBC reporters are hatred, which, again, I can't believe Chris Cuomo believes. Well, right, because, I mean, they clearly don't really love freedom of the press if they're going to go out and assault, you know, members of the media and journalists. So it makes it even more incredible to me that he would defend this group. Like, this group doesn't even look, like you, Chris. Look, no, you know, no, <laughs> they wait, hate you. Here's the thing. If you, anybody read In the Garden of Beasts? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you remember, um, in that, it's a true telling of World War II, early Nazi movement. What happens is the stormtroopers go out. How do you, we don't even ask this question. Only 30% of the German people were Nazis. How do you get people in all of the streets to give the Hitler salute? How do you get them to do that? He got them to do it by having the brown shirts. And the brown shirts were this paramilitary that all dressed the same. Uh, and they made up these uniforms. Many of them were former um, uh, uh, Luftwaffe and and German soldiers from World War I that had been disenfranchised and forgotten, and they wanted their their rightful place back in in Germany. So they decided, well, we're going to have a revolution, and we're going to back Adolf Hitler. He used them to go out in the street. They would stop. They would just take over a street and do a parade. And they would say, Heil Hitler, if you didn't raise your arm, they would stop. They'd take you down and they'd beat you like they do it with Antifa, beat you with an inch of your life. Well, it didn't take too long before everybody started giving the Hitler salute. Just give it. It's just easier just to shut your mouth and just do it. Somebody's going to take care of these guys. Well, who took care of them? Adolf Hitler himself in the Night of Long Knives. The Night of Long Knives is the turning point. And what Hitler did is there was this outcry. People were like, you've got to stop the violence. And he would always say, you know what, they're just good guys. They're just misguided. They're wrong sometimes. They were wrong last night, but they're just good guys. And he'd excuse it until he had enough power. Then he took them and he killed all of them in one night. It was unconstitutional. He knew it the next morning. He got on the radio and he said, I've done a very bad thing. 
I've, I've broken the Constitution, but I did it to protect the German Republic. It was for the right reasons. From these guys, it was the right reasons. You know? And the German people all rose up and said, oh my gosh, Adolf Hitler, you're so great. Because he stopped the group, he endorsed uh, and pushed out and, and, and had them do all of his dirty work. What is doesn't anybody see the similarities here with a press that is embracing and the left that is embracing Antifa? No, a clearly anti-government group. No, I just see love. I, I see a group <laughs> of loving individuals <laughs> who are fighting against hate. At one point, that's what, last I, night, that's what I see during Don Lemon's monologue or during uh, Chris Cuomo's monologue. He's like, "This is wrong. They are absolutely wrong when they're violent." Period. But, but yeah, yeah. wait, what about the period? That's yeah, a period. period. Yeah, the it's period means the sentence no more. I think he meant maybe a comma, something like that. <laughs> yes. Which is Semicolon. why, I, right? Which is why I think the president owes Don Lemon an apology. He is not the dumbest man on TV. <laughs> no, that's Chris Cuomo. I think is in the running and possibly yes. topped him when it comes to that. I think he just took the lead no, there. But when he says dumb, he means black, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. He means <laughs> yes. Right. It's a, it's a, a whistle. Point. It's a dog yeah. whistle. That's All a right, good yeah. point. All right. Uh, let's talk Omarosa when we come back in a minute. I don't know if you know this. Humans can't hear dog whistles, so the dog <laughs> really works. It's kind of why it's a whistle for dogs. Yeah. Hi, it's Glenn, and I want to thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I want to tell you about another show I think you're going to like. It's called The Morning Blaze. It's with Doc Thompson. You can check it out right now wherever you get your favorite podcast. This is the news. And why? 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 Why it matters. All right, Omarosa claims that there is a uh, tape with Trump using the N-word, and now she has a tape to prove that there is a tape. Yeah, so this is a, I mean, it's... There's a tape discussing the tape. There's a tape discussing the tape. So even though they've never heard, nobody knows if there's a tape. Is there there a tape that we're actually discussing? She now claims she has heard the tape. And she named a specific... Um, oh, she's heard the tape. Yeah, she's yes. heard the tape. She, she she's named very credible. Nobody else has heard the tape. But no, well, she's she said reliable. she named a couple of specific people who mm-hmm. she said... Uh, but, but she heard hadn't heard it when she wrote the book. She'd heard about it and right. then went and, then and heard, heard it. it. Yep. And okay. she, she named a specific uh, contestant and also Frank Luntz who told her about it. And then Frank's like, no, nah, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, it's really... Look, we know that Amoros has zero credibility. And let's be you know clear and not undersell it. Uh, Trump was an absolute idiot for hiring her. This is Trump's fault mm-hmm. solely. He did this. This is on him. That should be Wait, stated. Are you saying that... Like everybody here on this at this table wouldn't have hired Omarosa. <laughs> nobody, <laughs> wow, nobody would have hired Omarosa literally outside of Trump. So, so you're either racist fault. or sexist. I just want to point I, I, out. I guess so. <laughs> I suppose so. Um, it's it's uh, you know the other thing I think we can tell by what's happened so far is that she doesn't have a knockout punch here. Like she's got a bunch of. I mean the fact that she was actually taping people, we believe maybe with a pen uh, in these meetings, is incredible. So, it does not seem like she has anything incredibly okay. dramatic on these tapes, or she probably would have put it in the book or released it. Can I just say, so she yes. didn't hear the tape until after the book was released, right? Right. Why didn't she use her little recording pen while she was listening to the tape to make a tape of the tape? I don't, that's a good, that's a good point. Right. Uh, because she was right. fired in December, mm. um, and she, so she's had eight months to you know, formulate these yeah. opinions. Again, like I think everyone correctly assumes um, or it's the correct position to assume that she is lying. 
I mean, I think that's basically the correct assumption. Why? Because she's black? Uh, no. The first time we saw her, everybody in America went, she's bad. She's just an opportunist. <laughs> oh, she's awful. However, uh, the, the new tape, has being, the way it's being promoted by the media, is different than I think what it says. It's a, t- it's a conversation between Omarosa, um, uh, Katrina Pearson, the, the campaign spokeswoman, who never got into the White House for whatever reason, uh, and another aide, which I can't remember the name right now. And they're, they're discussing um, the possible... Uh, existence of a tape in which Trump says the N-word. Listen. I'm trying to find out at least what context it was used in to help us maybe try to figure out a way to spin it. I said, well, sir, can you think of any time that this might have happened? And he said, no. Well, that's not you know, true. How do you so He goes, how do you think I should handle it? And I told him exactly what you just said, Marissa, which is, well, it depends on what scenario you're talking about. And he said, well, why don't you just go ahead and put it to bed? I don't know what the standard is. No, he said it. He's embarrassed. So they're trying to, to make this seem as if Katrina Pearson is saying, no, he said it. And can we um, remember here, Katrina Pearson and Omarosa, there's some pretty serious levels of crazy here. Yes, yes. There, there's no credibility. There's there no at credibility all. with Katrina Neither Pearson or Omarosa. Right. So there's two competing uh, explanations there. I mean, I think they're in the middle of a PR meeting. When you're on a public relations meeting, when you're trying to message something, you throw out ideas. We've had these things a million times. Any big organization, certainly political campaigns, do this, where they they will talk about an issue. This is a possible problem for us. How do we deal with it? And people just throw ideas at it. That's what it seems like to me that Katrina Pearson is doing. There. She's like, oh, just say, you know, no, he said it, uh, but he regrets it. Like she's kind of stating what their position would be if this tape were ever to come out. Um, she also has kind of said that I was just, you know, Omarosa, we all were sick of her, and we were all just kind of blowing her off at that point. Every, we constantly were appeasing her to get out of conversations with her. So I don't know exactly what happened. Um, but the point there, though, is not that they're admitting they've heard this tape or that the tape exists. They're saying this is how we would deal with it if it's an issue. It's an amazing thing, though, and it shows the power of Washington and the power of power, Right. Here are three black women sitting around talking about how to justify to the American public that their boss isn't a racist when he's saying the N-word. I mean, think of the power that they are giving up and they're doing everything they can to, as they're, in their words, spin uh, a tape where this guy is blatantly being a racist. There's no evidence this tape actually exists and all of that, but it does show the, this, the sort of pull of Washington, D.C., and it's why these people get sucked in. You'll say anything. These people will say anything. And so I, you know, it's, I guess it tells the story. And the second that Omarosa feels she can get more power from doing the opposite, it seems like she's gone in that direction. Yeah. Uh, Doc, you've been covering this story. What are your thoughts on it? Uh, yeah, I must do. I, but I'm curious if, let's say the tape does exist and let's say they produce it. Does that do the president damage? Does that damage him? <laughs> I think we had this conversation, I don't know, a month or two ago, and we were talking yeah. about how, is there anything that could come out right. that would change the situation? And I said, the only thing I could think of is him, a tape of him using the N-word over mm-hmm. and over again. So I think only one N-word doesn't get us there. Um, and it would have to be, and, and <laughs> have to context. Be, yeah, 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 like not if, like he's quoting someone. If he's singing someone. along a rap song. Right. Nope, nope. You know, or something. It's got to okay. be like, this is what this guy those, sounds like behind closed doors. Right, and he's got to be pointed, I don't like those N-word type yeah, yeah. of scenario. It have to be an aggressive, negative uh, May I just say? Yes, even I then. I, may I just say, for him, yes. For everybody else, no. I quote two people in my new book who use the N-word, okay? And 
uh, it is printed in the quote. I then go and I read the the book for Simon and Schuster, and the audio version. Uh, the audio version. And I said, uh, okay, I'm going to read this two ways. I said, I'm very uncomfortable even using this word, even in the context, because someone, someone will take it out of context, okay? Simon & Schuster... It doesn't uh, matter if it's... Even in context, yeah. you right. could still get Simon in trouble Simon & Schuster that. removed it. Yeah. Now, it was removed from the book, and I said, you're not removing, you're not lessening the the ugliness of what this person said by removing that word you leave that word in it they said it mm-hmm. I, was, it was, I was like I, the last time i happened to read that word is i was reading through a clarence thomas dissent yeah. from one of these supreme court cases this last session and he you know writes it out which he's the freaking supreme court justice he should absolutely write it out but even in that context it's shocking uh so you know i mean i think there is a level i don't know i honestly don't know if that would if it would sink him, but that's the only thing I can even think of at this point um, from his from a from a real dedicated fan perspective. I don't know. Well, and the other side's not going to hate him anymore. They already yeah, they be- already are there. In fact, they believe he said it. They believe the tape exists. They believe that's the only word he says. Right. Uh, he just goes out there and says the n word five hundred times in a row every day. Like that's what they think. But there is a, there's an element of people, you know, like because there's a lot of the stuff that you talk about with Trump is you know they they talk about the dog whistle, which is actually doesn't make any sense as we were just discussing. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you know, there's a lot of stuff that if you want to believe he. He's a racist. You can take the things he says as racist. If you want to take him the worst way possible, you can say he's a racist. But he's not overtly saying those things. Um, certainly, in a long time. I mean, there's quotes and some things that you know in, the, in his past were you know are really questionable. But it, it is we've come so far. I mean, I remember when getting into talk radio, a very standard talk radio topic was like the use of the N word and how some people can say it and some people don't. And the host, I remember growing up listening to the host saying the word. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, well, how come black people can say this word? And why? And now like you can't even say it in a quote to the point of people who say it in quotes get fired. Yeah. People who say it yeah. in quotes get fired. We won't say it in quotes on the radio because it I mean, was, there's FCC craziness that could happen. You, it was you can't 1998 do it. that I read maybe 96, that I read the quote from Immanuel Kant. There are many things that I believe that I shall never say, but I shall never say the things in which I do not believe. Now, here's Immanuel Kant, one of the guys who started the, the Age of Enlightenment. He's the guy who came up with, I think the Milky Way is a collection of galaxies. Okay, that's him. There were many things that he believes that he, should, that he would never say. And I remember reading that in the 90s going, what kind of world is that? I'm so glad I don't live in that time period. We are there. There are many things that I believe that I shall never say because they'd be taken out of context. They'd be used against you. They'd be spun. They're not. They're, they're, they'll destroy you one way or another. They yeah. weren't wrong. And I, I, I hate to cut you off. We've got to take a break. Okay. All right. No, it's just like, it's like no one has a use to use that word. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze Premium subscribers. Become a premium subscriber at theblaze.com slash subscribe. Buy them any credit. So I hear that uh, Karen McDougal. Mm. Hi, we're doing a Hi, show. Doing Hello. A show. Didn't know uh, back, sorry. Karen McDougal is now going to be on the cover of Men's Journal. Isn't that weird? Uh, men's Journal is not a, co- a magazine that features women on the cover. It's a men's magazine, and it has like either like the scruff guy or like a truck on the cover. Look at the selection of covers. These are the past 
I mean, pretty much no exceptions to that, right? Like you got there's a, truck, a dog, you got a dog, you got a plane, there's a male dog, you, you got a car, mm-hmm. you got a bunch of dudes, mostly manly stuff, though, right? Mm-hmm. Manly uh, men. Yeah. So uh, why do we have the the next one? Uh, here's here's Men's Journal. Now, <laughs> now you look at this and you'd say, okay, some men's magazine is just selling out and putting women on its cover because they're thinking, oh, it's going to sell better. And if you look at the fitness special on the bottom right, which you may have already been looking, uh, it says. Uh, <laughs> It says, um, uh, uh, where is it? Get Karen McDougal's workout. Now, why on earth would a man man need to get Karen McDougal's workout? It makes no sense. So what looks like it's going on here? So we can firm up our man breasts? Our man breasts (laughs) and our man butt. I don't don't know. So (laughs) I thought this is just a great story in that the reason, apparently, Wall Street Journal is reporting, the reason why they did this is because when uh, when, uh, the National Enquirer bought Karen McDougal's story, part of the arrangement was to make her into a fitness pro of some sort where they would give fitness tips oh and, and show, uh, um, you know, put her on the cover of at least two magazines. Well, apparently they were actually filled, they never went through with their side of the deal, and now they're worried about getting looked at from the New York State, uh, uh, so they, they just threw her on the men's journal, and so she didn't pose for this picture, this is like an old picture, the, the, the article is like an old article she wrote a while ago, they're just like trying to contractually get to their agreement so they don't Unbelievable. get in trouble. Unbelievable. Wow. What's the second magazine? Uh, I don't know. What, what, what Field and Stream. Is that what I yeah. Yeah, Fly fishing. Fly fishing. In that. In that. And they issued a statement saying that, no, that's not yeah. why we were doing this at all. But yeah. that seems pretty blatant if it's an old picture. It's an old picture. It's an old, old writing. Like, why would you now? The only reason now, of course, yeah. to have Karen McDougal on your magazine would be ask her about the president stuff, right? Like, there, you know, I mean, maybe you know, a few years ago when she's in Playboy, maybe she would, you know, pop up on another magazine cover or something. But it's it seems pretty blatant, though. Of course, they can't admit it, but that is what the Wall Street Journal is is. Uh, next month, it's Stormy Daniels. Yeah. So, <laughs> honestly, don't you just pine for somebody who's like, "Yep, that's why we put her on." We had to. We have a contract. Yeah. What are we gonna do? Yeah. I mean, because so everybody in America would be like, "Ah, oh, okay, okay, cool." cool. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> we would be. We were like, "Okay, I get it." I kind of thought. I, I actually was like, "Huh, that's kind of a good idea." Yeah. Like, I was actually kind of admired them yeah, for it. Like, right. they were like, "Ah, oh, that was a good yeah. out. That was a good way of dealing with that <laughs> yeah. situation." Uh, sheriff, the sheriff of Broward County. Yeah, yeah. Sheriff Israel, Broward County, uh, offered some back-to-school safety tips for the kids. Okay. Um, put his picture on it, released it, a lot of stuff about, um, you know, uh, watch as you walk across the street in front of the school bus. And uh, if you're driving through a school zone, uh, make sure you obey the speed limit. You know, you wow. do those things. Uh, what is really absent from here is uh, watch out for shooters that we knew likely would shoot the place up. <laughs> There's no references Jeez. to that. Right. Don't, 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 yeah. take, don't take any of our tips yeah. really to heart right. because... Uh, Sometimes we do them, sometimes we don't. He's, uh, he's in a lot of hot water. People are still pretty frustrated, uh, especially with the new news that I, the report was out there that this kid asked for help over and over how's again. this guy keeping his job? That's Seriously, what I, I want to know. I don't how know. has he kept exactly. his job? And now he's plastering his face all over these back-to-school tips. Yeah, and that's, mean, that's the other part of it. He's really promoting himself. I mean, the guy's got a political career that he would like to grow. Yeah. And uh, who's the um, Kyle? Um, Kashev. He blasted Sheriff Israel for that. He's like, yeah, I mean, I, like pretty troubling. James Gunn like made some jokes five years ago and loses his job over that. 
This guy, like, overtly blew the one of the worst mass shootings in our history. Uh, his officers weren't trained. They missed a million signs. It was a complete failure at every single level of this organization. They've been this there still dozens there. of times to the house or, or investigated the guy repeatedly and did nothing about it. Yeah. Nothing. Going back to Kyle Cash's job. I saw um, he wrote something for The Daily Wire. He wrote a piece for The Daily Wire. And um, this is the six-month anniversary of that shooting, which I was like, I felt like it had been a year already. I couldn't I, believe I, it had I mean, only it been six just, months. It was just 30, years, uh, 30, 30 days ago that we were, we were marking the fifth-month anniversary of it. I, when, did we start, <laughs> well, when did we start looking at it? It's been six months. Well, it's been six months and three weeks. Okay, but hold on. But they're about to start back to, back to school. All right. And so um, Kyle was pointing out that 12 days before school was slated to start, uh, the school board announced that they hadn't properly anticipated the long list of um, requests and considerations for security, which is like, you just had a school shooting. Why would you not anticipate mm. that you would have this long of a what list? What were and they, they anticipating? Done anything. I, mean, I don't know. I, I mean, is there anything? Who? How do these people keep their jobs? I, uh, I mean this sincerely. If we all lived in this county and our kids were going to that school, would we not all be at the school board saying, you either fix this or resign. What the hell happened? Mm -hmm. we, what, what have they done? You've done nothing, nothing to change. Nothing. They keep going after the guns, but there are things you could do to make it better. Put in metal detectors, resource officers, and bulletproof glass. So they, you know this. So the metal detectors, they said that they were concerned that metal detectors in only one entrance, they would... Um, bottleneck, and they wouldn't get in right only uh, if you have them at one entrance. How, right, do multiple entrances. Right, exactly. Multiple. I've been to schools, uh, Petersburg, Virginia. I went and spoke a few years ago outside of Richmond, and they have the kids go through metal detectors. I don't know what their history was, but they get them in and out in so a timely how, fashion. If you were a parent and you get this happy little note, and it doesn't say anything about you know protection, it doesn't say anything at all. It probably does say something about protection, as long as we're talking about condoms. Um, how, if you got this and the school board said, uh, you know what, we didn't even anticipate this. As a taxpayer and as a parent, mm -hmm. wouldn't you be holding a meeting at your house if you had to and say, we have got to do something. These people yeah. are clueless and this will happen again. They didn't anticipate that we'd be concerned about that? Yeah. I think we can all come together, though, and be thankful that we're able to pay taxes to a system that prov provides this sort of wonderful schooling for our children. Instead of having private schools keeping our money and being able to pay for a private school wherever we wanted to go, that's definitely a worse situation. We definitely do not want privatized schools at all. Let's no. make sure we never even talk about or that. Vouchers. Or don't, vouchers. Don't we don't want any of that, of that to don't happen. Want any Let's of it. make sure of it. Mm -mm. Keep this current system. It's going really well. Mm -hmm. uh, Pat, mm -hmm. the latest and greatest action figure that is hitting the shelves. Uh, I think we all know, right? Say it with Captain me. America. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Ruth Bader. <laughs> Ruth Bader. <laughs> the there it is. Look figure? at that. The action figure right there. Wow. Kickstarter campaign. They wanted 15000 They raised $613,700. So they're going to actually get the superhero uh, action figure out a little ahead of schedule. <laughs> I bet they are. It's coming out in uh, uh, October, and you too can be a proud owner. Of the Ruth Bader hey, how are we Ginsburg doing on my figure. How are we doing on my so fundraiser? 
Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say is it's interesting that all of these people who say that they don't have money and everyone has to work two jobs have yeah. money to donate to Peter Strzok, who just got fired, and Ruth Bader Ginsburg action figure. Mm -hmm. yeah. It seems like maybe they're just not prioritizing their money correctly. Right, right. <laughs> Strzok is what, 300? He's about 300,000. He was this morning. He was just under 300. In a day. In a day because he's so patriotic. Uh, <laughs> And uh, and you know he's been fired. You can, well, you can't. You know, he'll get his pension. <laughs> you can't match him in patriotism, obviously. I mean, well, some listeners <laughs> think so. Do they? Yeah, I, well, I'm. What's the update? I'm a little humbled by this. Uh, by the, I don't know. I haven't right, checked. We have the it. update. Uh, Eight thousand two hundred fifty-three dollars of the one billion dollar goal. <laughs> <laughs> so, almost. We're almost, almost there. there. We're I almost mean, there. I will say just a little bit of a harder push, a little bit, and oh yeah, I'm a little, there. I'm a little hurt by this. I'm a yeah. little hurt by it's this mean. because of my patriotism. Uh, I mean, you can't a you can't put a price on my patriotism. <laughs> I was willing to consider a well, billion dollars. I thought you, did. Did. Yeah, I thought you put a billion dollar I, price. Well, on. I, well, he didn't. I was willing. Him. Somebody else did. Oh, of course. And I, mean, I was willing I to accept the billion dollars for okay. my as a price tag, with the caveat: if you hit a billion. I am going to do what Peter Strzok did and just move it up. Because <laughs> if my patriotism is worth a billion dollars, it's certainly one Is it a five. living, breathing <laughs> scale? A, is yes, that what it is? It's a breathing <laughs> yeah, scale. And, uh, I will say, too, we would have been $5 less. Uh, if we can see the graphic one more time, we're only been $5 less. But thanks to that generous, most recent donation, $5 from Linda Sarsour, uh, <laughs> who chipped in. You have to yeah, see. I'm, the best thing is just go to this page and read all the names. So uh, funny. The listeners are awesome. Great. Okay. So I can't live on eight thousand dollars. Oh no, no, no way! I can't live on eight thousand dollars. No now, can you go to the mall on eighty thousand dollars? No, I can't. No, 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 I mean, I uh, so here's not the to demon Marcus anyway, right? <laughs> right. You can't even get in the door with eight thousand no. dollars. They say, do you have eight thousand dollars cash in you? And you're like, yeah, I got oh, about eighty five hundred. They're like, just Sorry. go get away, out. go to the food court. Get out. Um, so, uh, so here's the thing. Uh, you know. I was considering, some people say this is just a shameless thing to uh, embarrass Peter Strzok, uh, but so far it's not embarrassing him, um, mm -hmm. uh, and that we were going to give all of the money to, uh, uh, to the Nazarene Fund. And we are, uh, but that's a lie. I'm going to take it all. I'm going to blow it on hookers and blow, uh, and because because of my patriotism. Well, yeah, mm. you, yeah. Des you deserve mm. it. Like, I deserve. Other it. people should have to follow those rules, but you're too Not patriotic. Mm. Thank you, yeah. thank you, Stu. <laughs> uh, so, if you would like to uh, donate, um, you know, to my patriotic fund, and I know it's embarrassing for you to talk about your patriotic fund, but well, obviously somebody else set this up. It's my right. humility that stops me from saying how great and patriotic I am. Mm -hmm. I know. Um, you should see his humility fund even larger. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's much larger. Yeah. For, wow. those, uh, two billion for those who are listening and want to donate to Glenn's fund, it's gofundme.com slash support dash four dash Glenn dash back. And I'm going to use all of the money to go shopping at the mall. Perfect. So, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I don't even need it. I am so wealthy I may even lose some of the billion dollars, <laughs> and I wouldn't even notice it. I wouldn't even notice really? it. Really? Yeah. yeah. Mm. All right, everyone, remember to tweet us your questions using the hashtag TheBlazeY. Uh, Jay wants to know, what is with so much talk over debates and refusing to debate? Do senators normally debate, and then should Ted Cruz debate Beto? When it's oh, in their best interest, they debate. If not, they shun them. That's yeah. Well, right, but one has to agree to debate the other. So you have to have them both I don't agree think that it's, it's in their Ted best Cruz interest. Cruz is in, right? Oh, Cruz yeah. is not afraid. Cruz no. is saying, hey. Stomp him. Beppy or whatever your name yeah, is. Beppy. Um, I think <laughs> Beppy thinks, uh, why would I get in the ring with Ted Cruz? Like, <laughs> right. this, is, yeah. this is his venue. Like, I'm going to get crushed. Um, but 
you know, usually it's the it's the Beto character in this race, the challenger that needs mm-hmm. to impress people and get in front of them that wants the debates. Uh, but it doesn't seem like that in this case. No. I mean, but he's doing well. He's got a. He's got. I mean, I think it's a still a low percentage thing, but he's got in a the shot. First place. Do you notice that wherever you see any campaign paraphernalia of Beto, it's just Beto. Mm-hmm. Doesn't say O'Rourke on it because he doesn't want anybody to know that he's Irish American. He's not Hispanic. Okay, there's not a Hispanic <laughs> ounce of blood in him, <laughs> so he doesn't want to get on TV with Ted Cruz. First of all, you'll see, hey, that's a white guy. Yep. <laughs> Secondly, Ted Cruz will crush him. Yeah. Crush him. Uh, Sabes84 says, why do they see it fit to fire Omarosa in the Situation Room? Isn't this room reserved for high intelligence operations like the bin Laden raid? My understanding is they thought that was the one place she wouldn't be recording anything. Yeah. And uh, she still did it. Uh, I mean, amazing. Very curious to see if they ever find out exactly how she did it. Mm. All right. Uh, yesterday's poll, the poll of the day was, are you going to watch the NFL season? And like yes. 60, 65% of people said no. Yes. <laughs> what? Liars. He'll be there. Get out of here. Liars. I know. Well, they make a billion dollars no this way. year. He'll... No way. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to watch it. No, it's definitely it. some people. Uh, definitely some people. But it was off last year. Their numbers were off significantly. But they were, but they they were, were off, not that kind of yeah, number. It was off like 9%. And again, Most of those are people like Glenn who didn't watch last year or the year before <laughs> or any time. And it was down less than primetime television so i mean what 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 do you take from that right again and you know and that's the thing with uh you know sunday night football remember sunday night football we're like oh it's the number one show of the week no it's not it's like 10 number one shows of the week the thing Mm -hmm. runs for five hours Mm -hmm. uh so i mean you you can yes you can do 10 individual comedies and you can script them all and pay all the actors or you can have the nfl and win the night every single week i mean it's still the best business there is yep today's poll you can go vote on twitter and instagram would you support a republican primary opponent if a trump n-word tape surfaces. We'll be very interested to hear what everyone has to say. Uh, I want to point out tomorrow, really excited. Do you have a Do you have a, a guess? I have a guess. No. Okay. But what percentage? No, but what's your guess? 75%. No. Okay. So you have 75% and not sure that you have a guess? <laughs> you just keep saying no. What is he? Uh, well, so we're asking no, they, they would not say support. No, they would not support oh. a, a primary opponent. Right. Would I you? Would say they don't want him primaried, even if there's an N-word tape. Would you? Uh, would, would, you su- I, would you support a primary opponent? I'll support a primary co- even without the N word. Without the N word, I, I don't. I don't think we're in the business of shutting people up. If you want to run, it doesn't mean I'm going to vote for you. But doesn't right. mean. But you want to run, run. You see Rubio's comments though. Like you know, Rubio was you know back in 2016. You know, Trump's the worst guy of all time. And then of course he kind of comes around to it. And now he's like, if you are, if you run against him, it's. You know, what are you doing to the Republican Party? Yeah, that's what they're going to do to you. It's like, that's what they're going to do to you. You know what? Look, mm-hmm. if you think you have something important and you think you're going to be a good leader for this country, you should totally run. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Just like just like Donald Trump should have done it in 2016 when no one said he had a chance and no one took him seriously. You know what? He took, he ran and he won. If you think you have something to, to offer, then run. People will decide for themselves whether they want you to I know a Republican congressman, representative for the House of Representatives, that's considered challenging and just going scorched or big. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. Tell us his name. I just tell not. us. Just tell us the name. Tell us, the, tell us his last name. Tell us the name, the state, not the first name, the just the last name, and the district. His, tell him his the name, last name or state or <laughs> or city lives in has an e in it. Oh my gosh, he just revealed it. Can I buy another vowel? No. (laughs) Uh, Tomorrow, we will be joined by Ben Shapiro and Jeremy Boring from The Daily Wire. So we are really excited about that. Uh, He's in town for an event. Yeah, he's uh, here for a speaking engagement. Uh, And uh, so he's going to come in and we're going to do this. And Jeremy is, uh, most. I don't think most people know who he is, but he's one of the guys who put together um, Prager University 
a really brilliant, brilliant guy. Um, he started Friends of Abe out in Hollywood, um, and uh, he's coming along with, with Ben Shapiro. So. so he designed the campus, like all the buildings at PragerU? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The football <laughs> yeah, team, the whole thing, the yeah. gym? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. 70, 70% no on that one. Wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll be back tomorrow with a Ben Shapiro. Tune in. Like what you're hearing? Become a Blaze Premium subscriber and watch the show anytime, anywhere, live or on demand. Go to theblaze.com slash subscribe and start watching today.